Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. That's what that shows, this show is about, Travis. I'm excited to welcome my guest today, Travis Huff. Now, a bit of background about this guy. Travis started working for a little company called Walt Disney right out of college where he developed a young, energetic, he went from a young, energetic graduate into a seasoned media executive learning the TV broadcast, digital media business. And he worked directly with brands like McDonald's down to small local businesses to drive sales using advertising. And in June of 2009, after a coffee with a friend, revealed that in the future, business owners would need this thing called Facebook and all their pages managed. And he took that idea and real-time outsource was born. Let's fast forward 11 years later. He runs a social media management firm with clients worldwide. And in February of 2015, he set off on a new adventure of podcasting. We just talked about that. I'm going to ask him about all that crazy shit on his wall there. I love it there. But he always dreamed of interviewing some of the people he looked up to in the marketing and entrepreneurship world. Dude, our world's a similar man. And they, would, they wouldn't come to Fresno to chat. So he said, let's bring it to them. And the Be Real show was invented. And now in its fifth season, almost 200 episodes, 200 plus, as we just corrected, recorded 207. Yeah, 207, 207. yeah. Yeah, and it's not only become his passion, but a huge business driver and also teaches him new lessons from these mentors. He gets to interview weekly. I've said enough. I'm done talking. Travis Huff, welcome to the podcast, my man. What's up, brother? What's up, Adam? How you doing, man? I'm so excited to be on the show today, man. I had my coffee, my workout, took my daughter to the grocery store, went to the office, went to the bank. (laughs) We're ready to do this, man. We're ready to get this thing going, man. I'm fired up. Case in point, podcast hosts make the best guests, period. <laughs> so let, let's, start, <laughs> let's start off here. Like, you know, I'm going to introduce you to my tribe. I think I gave a, a really thorough background there. But like, Absolutely. what do we need to know? Where did you come from to where we are now, man? Yeah, so I'm a little kid, not little kid, but tall kid from Fresno. Gone through many challenges in my life, especially three. One, regarding my body. I was overweight at 17, had to get my mindset right. Two, I went through and built a business during the recession. And three, I'm now a baby or papa entrepreneur. And we'll get into that. But at the end of the day, you know what? My story is real simple. I've always been a salesman. I've always loved business. You know, I was (laughs) selling stuff out of the house and I didn't even know it. You know, you don't even really know you're a business person until you actually are. You know, it's like you realize when you look back, like, all this shit, like I was a paper boy. I was selling stuff out of my house. I had a lemonade stand. Right. These are all businesses. You don't think about it as a kid, but mm. those that love, you know, making money, selling something, providing a product and doing it in a fun, creative way, possibly it's, 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 it's in you, you know? I and so it, I got the opportunity, man. After Fresno state, I went to Fresno state, I got a business degree and my, my, my true practice, I could have just been an accountant because my father's account and maybe in some cases, you know, his practice is really grown. So maybe that was the wrong approach. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dig into it. We'll, we'll yeah. Into yeah. Absolutely. It's helped me every day because you have to know your numbers and your money as a business owner, number one, but he really wanted me to become an accountant. Okay. Yeah. And then along the journey, I came across the advertising world and marketing and I came up with coming up with campaigns and developing creative. And I got a blessing to work on a Yahoo campaign 
when Yahoo was a thing. It still is. Yahoo. Yeah, it's still around. It's right? still, they bought, they bought some good properties. Let's not yes. just on Yahoo too much. Oh, I love Yahoo because actually Yahoo Fantasy. I'm a huge fantasy advocate. So they yeah. do actually have a good fantasy platform. And I mean, I, I, a lot of my shits on CBS. I don't like CBS. I actually. Yeah. Yahoo, but we'll, we're going down the wrong path here. Absolutely. But hey, <laughs> actually, so getting into this is I got the blessing opportunity to work for the Disney company under the ABC television brand, folks. And this was in the pinnacle of the industry. 2005, June of 2005 is when I graduated. I started not too long after that. I think I had like a three-week break. Boom, right into my job. And I got, you know, handed a list of clients that, you know, maybe had ad campaigns, maybe didn't. This is your client list. Let's reach out to them, learn the business. Obviously, you're learning from the ground up when you start as an executive of anything. And you're selling air on TV. You're selling something that's literally air. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, just got the opportunity and shot to go and see and make advertising happen. You know, like I could actually create a campaign for a customer, put it on the air, and see if it worked. You know, yeah, and, and, and actually, the, yeah, it's tangible. It was really cool to be able to do that. And also, that was my creative side. That was the side that I wouldn't have gotten in the accounting. And things have not changed, folks. You know, I'm now 15 years later, but literally in 2008, November of 2008, okay, I'm sitting down with the coffee with a buddy, my buddy Jason from, from school, from Craig School, Fresno State. And he says, you know what? People are going to need their Facebook pages managed. Businesses are going to Someone's going to manage. Someone's got to take yeah. care of it. Yeah. And who's going to do it? He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm in commercial real estate. I'm making all this money because, you know, the, it was booming at that time. He's still in real estate. So he loved real estate. But he was like, I'm not going to do this idea. Run with it, man. And boom, Go that Warriors. was the idea. PowerPoint, you know, make it simple it. PowerPoint. And the idea mm -hmm. hasn't stopped. That's Today, awesome, still 11 years, coming up on 11 years in June. Mm -hmm. The number one request we get, Adam, is Facebook. Facebook is there, man. It's relevant. So let's talk shop for a moment, right? Like you say, quote, so you say social media is all about consistency, yes. right? Like you quote that. So most businesses, brands, and agencies, they struggle to meet the demands for one reason or another. Tell us how you help with that. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, we now have a team. It started with just me and my sister. She was my, my, my team member. I'd go sell her? the campaigns. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. It, it got to a point where I was paying her too much. And I was like, am I getting my value? It, it ended up working out where she's still working with me. But it, in anything, what we found is that we give the uh, ability to be scalable. You can work more or you can work less. If you want to work less, just be real with me. I don't want to lose somebody. I don't want to go to zero. I don't want to go with zero to somebody, you know, I mean, that's the typical work world. We live in zero to 40. Right. If you, if you're, if you, you know, basically that person doesn't work out, they're gone. Now you're back again, trying to find someone new. So what we've always done is, Hey, hey, scale back down your hours. If you only want to work two to four hours a week, if you only want to work seven hours a week, perfect. You know? Yes. And then, uh, so then it just, it took off, you know, at the end of the day, we started getting customers. We started getting Lenar was one of our first uh, home developers in local area. And that was a testimonial, you know, Adam, I just ran with it's that social man. proof. You need to yeah. I just it. ran with it. You know, I just said, Hey, this is, this is my next client. And today it's the same thing. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's real simple. What we do, we take the time to manage the social media for businesses. Like we take the time we're creating content, putting it out daily, running the ads, commenting back when people are commenting back, yeah, you're doing community building to put yeah, community building their business figuring out ways to beat the algorithm because we, as we know, the algorithm is all changing since 2009 that I started this business. Crazy. This thing has changed so many different times. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I woke up and like, Oh shit, all the organic reach is gone on this page. You, so know? It's like, you know, it's like almost like you're like almost a historian of social media, right? And there's some yeah. people that say social media is a fad, but let's talk about the true ROI of social media, right? Oh, yeah. You have a business come to you and they're like, Travis, why the hell should I invest any money into this shit? Called Absolutely. Ads? Like, how do you like, really tell them that true ROI. How do you sell that? A hundred percent. It depends on the business. 
Every business social is different. So for a small business, a real small business, you just need to be out there efficiently daily. You don't need to be doing some huge campaign. It's just, it, this is just keeping your name out there in front of your customers. If you are a bigger business and you want to grow and you have more new locations to fill and you social is how you do it, because guess what? You can target your location. Say you're a new restaurant. Boom. I'll give you a tactic right now. This works for sure. If you are a new burger restaurant, if you are a new pizzeria, breakfast shop, whatever, Target an ad campaign around the three miles around your business. Geo target. Dude, kill it because these people didn't know about you. Now they're seeing you in their Facebook and Instagram, and it's only the people that live within three miles. These are going right. to be your super fans. These are going to be people that do want to come over once That's a week. For me, I live 20 miles away from the location or 15. I'm not in their demographic because I'm not driving halfway across the, you know, our area. Fresno is not very big, but I'm not driving halfway across town to get a sandwich. When no, there's especially a sandwich in that LA right traffic, right? No one. No one wants to be doing that. No one's going to do that. No yeah, one is going to be doing that. So, and, and, and obviously in the world of on demand, we got so many things coming to you, you know? So social is really just about, I would say my most successful social network is gmail.com. Okay. Awesome. Because it's a one-on-one -on -one communication that brings me in all my pipeline of business. If you think social media is more than that, you're getting it twisted folks. Keep it simple. Keep it focused. Keep it one. Each person matters. Each follower matters. Each engagement matters. These are people. Critical, These are real critical, people. critical point, you know, connecting one-to-one. -one. I mean, I learned a lesson as mm -hmm. I'm learning to grow my podcast. Right. Great lesson from Hala Taha, who, who does a young and profiting podcast. She's like, she literally took the time to like, you take the time to engage with every, as best you fucking can. Right. Every single listener, acknowledge every single person mm. that listens to your show and acknowledge mm. them as best you can. Listen, you, you can't, I, I hope I get so big in my show where right. I can't do that, where I can't go. But right now, anybody who reaches out, anybody who comments, anybody who engages on that, I'm yeah. talking to them. And this comes down to discipline. And you believe that self-discipline yourself is yes. really the only way to reach your biggest dreams, right? So how do you talk about, you know, your journey in achieving and maintaining self-discipline throughout it? Yeah. So we'll go through those three struggles. My first struggle, yeah. folks, was when I was 17. I was actually diagnosed obese. Okay. I played baseball. So, you know, I'm baseball. You can be kind of bigger. I'm baseball baseball and bowling are fat sports. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm like about six foot tall, but I was like 300 pounds when I was a freshman. Okay. So I, between I was 15 and 17, I had to make a change. It was on me at this point because then I graduated high school and I started getting in control of my life. I was basically saying, you know what? This is not the way to live on sodas and fast food and things like that. I started making small cuts, folks, because everyone struggles at the diet. I mean, that's why we have Weight Watchers. I was telling my wife yesterday, it's like, I can give you guys the guaranteed diet plan right now. Chicken and broccoli for the next year, every meal, and mm -hmm. water. Boom. That's it. If you want to lose weight, if you want to get results, if you want. But the thing is, it's obviously not interesting. It's not fun. No. Things come up. And life is about having a little bit of things you like. A little but bit. I realized early on, soda, the sides on fast food. Cut that shit on. out. Cut that shit out. Eat the burger only if you're going to go to fast food. Boom. Buns okay, are boring, right? Unless you're getting an awesome pretzel bun or like something. Yes. It's a fucking piece of Cut bread. Get, yeah. get rid of it, man. Yes. Yes. Make those little small cuts, folks. That's the key. And then today, even 20, 20 years later, along the journey, I'm making the small cuts, man. I'm trying to find little ways to make little tweaks, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing first is when I was able to get in control of myself, you know what happened, Adam? I started, I went to the gym. My testosterone kicked in crazy. I grew eight inches. I'm 6'8 now. No shit. 260 around there. 258, 262. I weigh myself every day. I check and, and I'm not where I need to be. Dude, I got stretch marks on my body this big. Wow. I was that heavy. Crazy. 
Yeah. The weight was holding – your weight was actually physically holding you down holding from growing. Holding you down, dude. And, I, and if you saw me, Adam, right, in 20 years, if I had kept that lifestyle up, I would not be the same person. You would no. not be talking to me. So, hey, first is getting control of these obstacles and our challenges and weight sometimes is one of them. For me, it was. Second is this. In my journey, I started a business, folks, in the recession. I literally started my business in the worst possible time, if you think about it. Right. You know what I mean? It was the best possible time for Facebook. So, but it was the worst possible time for the economy. And thank God I had a little bit of money saved. I figured some things out with just, you know, getting my, getting my finances right. But transparently within that next year, I lost my house. I had to lose my house. I bought a house at 300 something thousand dollars. It was worth a hundred and something thousand. Yeah. I was paying a 2000 plus mortgage that was going to cost me 800 bucks if I really wanted to get it. And so I had second was this, cause I think this is true for every business owner when you start. You got to get your own money right to get your business right. If you aren't right. Hold on, pause on that. The things that I was spent. Yeah, that's frozen. Just, just remind me, as a business owner. So as a business owner, I had to figure out ways to get my money right and figure out ways for me personally to still survive if I wasn't able to take a check and things like that. And the, the, the big ones for me were, this is on you. This isn't on anyone else. This is, I had to tell myself that this is on you, dude. Yeah. You've I mean, success and failure stops with you, right? Then that's yes. the thing that I, I preach that all the time. Like for me and, and discipline, just to kind of interject here for a second, I don't want to throw Absolutely. you too off, but like that came to me, the discipline came when it's zero fail. What I do as a sole proprietor mm. business owner keeps me more disciplined and focused than any job I've ever had in my life. So, so true. Can you? Oh, it's so true. I mean, it's absolutely true, Adam. It's, it's the biggest challenge you'll ever have in your life is being a business owner. And, running the life of, of a person and just trying to live it all. And at the end of the day too, for me, I was going through some financial issues and honestly I was burning money. I, I still produce music, but I was doing my music at the highest level, throwing shows, putting yeah. out lots of money, getting artists, doing all these things and not getting mm. the money back. I was doing some fun things that I was trying to do with my buddies and grow some side businesses and all that stuff wasn't working out. And you know what? I had to look at myself and say, you are the reason why you are having money issues. Sell the house done short sell it that's a blessing boom get out of that debt okay cool pay off your credit cards number one don't huge, have any credit cards don't huge. have any i was running out of credit card debt if you guys know in 2009 they went from 11 percent to 22 percent on your goddamn credit card next thing you know you look at the bill and you're paying all all you're doing is paying interest yeah if you're paying minimum payments it's all interest and so you're never getting the principal paid off so i got the wherewithal to get those things paid off and the big ones that built the momentum were I was partying a little too much, going out, having drinks. That was part of life. Okay, get it, but cut that yeah. back down a little bit. So, you know, strategize when you want to go out. You don't got to go out three, four days a week. And second was this, folks, and it's so simple and easy. It's food. And that was, I wasn't eating bad at this point, Adam. I wasn't eating bad, but I was eating like Chipotle or getting things that were convenient. And I wasn't making my own food. I wasn't making my own, you know, meals. And that truly gave me the momentum. And I still, we made a, we made a, a, I was joking with my wife. We made a $2 meal prep last night, a chicken and veggie and cauliflower rice and, and broccoli and all these good things. And you know what? It's going to be not only healthy for me, but it's going to be most importantly, yeah. saving me the money, dude. I mean, yeah. that's the key thing you, that you don't think about the 20, monetary bucks savings. A, 20 bucks a day. Just think about 20 bucks a day, 600 bucks, yeah, 7,000 7, bucks it's the vacation. Times, times 10, $70,000. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that that adds up quickly. I've been I uh, I'm ten days into a. I I mean I drastically cut carbs. I drastic. Oh like, wow! I, Good I job. Literally, uh, and the thanks, man. And the first couple of days were rough, man. And I didn't realize how many carbs I actually eat. And I, I've been mm. on no sugar, no sugar for a while. Right. I took sugar out of my coffee four years ago. I literally just drink coffee, either That's black awesome. or like a little bit of cream, a little bit of half and half. But it's a journey there, right? Um. So let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about entrepreneurship and like. You know, we say we don't become an entrepreneur. You and I are both business owners. Don't become an entrepreneur if you think you're going to work less hours. And for me, NHP Talent Group is my third baby after my two beautiful kids. And I honestly believe in what you said, because when you're not giving it 100%, then like don't blame anybody else but yourself for the business going down. So how do you manage real-time outsource along with your personal life, your family, and everything else? How do you keep all this shit together, man? You know what? It's freaking hard. Yeah, I'll be straight up. It is not easy. And I always tell people that all the time. I've been working for 10 years every single day, mm-hmm. every single day. And if you run social media campaigns and you have social media clients, people are sending you shit. There might be someone blasting your page that day. You just don't know what's going to come up. So in this business, it's truly an everyday work grind business. I get it. And, and you know what? The truth is you got to just have that mindset. And when you get down that path of like, woe is me and this and that, I always reflect on a few things. If you can flush the toilet and get fresh water, you are like ahead of 90% of the world. And so, and if you can do those things and just get the simplest shit that you think about the water that you can drink right now, the fact that you can flush your toilet and it's two, it's two seconds away from you. It's not, you know, 20 miles away from you in a hole somewhere. Yeah. That's real life shit. That is all that really matters. And then then you come back and say, Oh, this shit, this email, this, this report, this, this, no big deal. Got this shit. No big deal. I got it. And if, I think that's the biggest thing I've always found, especially now being a dad, because I'm with my daughter every day. I let my wife hustle. She's a psychologist. So I let her hustle. I don't want to hold her back from her doctorate. She is a doctor. She loves that. And she doesn't want to be a, just a housewife full time. She wants to go hustle and work hard. That's what she loves to do. So four days a week, I let her hustle and I'm taking on all those responsibilities. Now, about a few months ago, about four or five months ago, I started realizing, okay, there's certain things that are going to be not working here. One was sleep. We had to figure out sleep. So we got my daughter on a little sleep schedule, paid a professional, helped us, got us on a plan. Yes. Yes. And now, you know, that was the key. And then the next was kind of bringing some people to come to the house at least two hours, I would say two to three hours every day on those days that I'm gone, you know, at least, you know, a few of them. Now we got, I think it's Tuesday, Thursday and Fridays. So for me, it's just having that little bit of help gives me that time to focus. Yeah, I have a walking scaling and sourcing, man. Outsourcing. Right behind me here, I got a, a walking treadmill, so I walk yeah. and I work. And I like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 as a dad now, I got to do things that are somewhat efficient. You know. Yeah. So, let's do a little. Let's do a little TV time out here, and why don't? Because we are recording on video. Why don't we take a quick little tour about of your wall of fame behind you? Oh yeah, dude. Why don't we take a look at what's happening here? Why don't you point out some new and new notable? We got some cool shit. I love cool shit. Take us to your some wall, my, man. Some of my heroes, man. So when I was a kid, I used to always just collect autographs. So I basically have collected these autographs over my whole life. I never paid for them. These are autographs that, that you've I, gotten I, yourself, right? Like I've you met myself, the person, you get it. I, or I actually just sent them a mail uh, in yeah. the mail. You Old know, school. so uh, Evil Knievel was one of my favorites. Roger Starbuck, because I'm a huge Dal- uh, Dallas Cowboys fan. Saw that. I'm, I'm a you Giants fan, man. You look on this side. Uh, yeah, these guys just got a great new coach. I'm cool with him. Ah, you know what? Great. We'll see, man. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm excited for the direction instead of uh, going to like a young coach. Is that no doubt? Is that no doubt right yeah, there? Yeah, we got no doubt. Al Pacino right there. Did you meet him or you sent that to him? That's sent to him. And actually you wrote your name to it. So a lot of these celebrities, they'd actually write your name. And then- uh, John Voight. John Voight's my- You watch, you watch Ray Donovan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's John, 
Unbelievable. It's so Travis, good. God bless. The Rock. The Rock. The Rock is a man. Dude. Adam West, John Travolta, John Wooden, one of my freaking heroes right here. John Wooden. Yep. One of the greatest basketball coaches. George Martin. A lot of people don't know he was the producer of the Beatles. Yeah, of course. Look at that. Produced the Beatles. Ice Cube, Neil Diamond, Billy Joe. Yeah. Elton. Johnny Depp, Elton John. Look at this, look at this wall of fame here. Dude, it's all, it goes all the way around, all the way here. I and love got it. Trump, I got Trump up there even when uh, he used to sign autographs back in the day. He's got a great signature, man. I love. He does. It's signature. like the craziest signature you've so, ever seen. So let, let's 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 get back to it here, right? And I and I read. Let's talk about entrepreneurship a little bit. And I read that you advise. You know, when you're advising on investment opportunities and about how young entrepreneurs should not focus, you know, on generating enough income first, but rather focus on the idea. What does that exactly mean? Well, I think the most important thing is first off is well, this is the truth. There's tons of ideas out there. Okay. So it's a combination. And in this world, you got to have a great idea, but I always find that the best ideas happen when you're just listening. Okay. So my first business real-time outsource was my buddy, Jason. Last year, my second business happened from a customer. I was sitting down with my customer, Jim, and he says, Hey, you know what people are going to need? I need my reviews. I need my reputation managed. I yeah, need a software to manage this for me. I can't do this myself. And so I said, hey, let's figure out a way to get a software that we could white label. So we're not going to develop it ourselves, but we can white label it, put it on our, under our brand and give this to our customers, you know, if they need this. And uh, it's unbelievable because unlike my social media management business, my software is, it works like for you and you don't have to do a lot of the work and the grind. Right, this is the, the upfront work. Yeah. In the upfront work. Yes. Yes. Getting the, getting things launched and, and getting it ready is easy compared to how much grind is in social, man. So I, I now believe this. Okay. Listen to what's around you. Take it. If your customer is going to tell you they're going to be, they're going to be your first customer, go get that business. Yep. Because like Jim said, I will be your first check in this business. If you go figure out the software and get and, and, and vet it out and make sure it's legit and figure it out for me. Boom. First customer. Okay you got to get the check though too, because in yeah, this world, it's blood. If you can't get a check, no one's going to give you thousands of checks. If you can't get one, you're not going to build a million, hundred million, trillion, billion dollar business. If you can't get one damn check, right, Adam? I mean, it's like, and so many of these new entrepreneurs now are selling courses and they're doing all this thing and some are making a lot of money. But the thing is this, is it a one-time sale? Or is it going to be reoccurring is the next part of the question is this, I love a business that you can get where you can also maybe kind of have some reoccurring revenue and this yeah. customer can become reoccurring to you instead of, if it's just a one-time sale, then I got to sell you Adam again and I got to go find another Adam, right? I mean, I have to constantly be finding new customers yeah. and so, constantly be running ads. And so I mean, like, where do you see this? Like, where do you see some of the key mistakes that these young entrepreneurs are making? And they trying to be one and done and one hit wonders and trying to, I think, yeah, they're you know, trying to find the fast they're trying to take the fast road. It's like, it's like when, when I, I first got into Bitcoin in 2015. Okay. Yeah. I got lucky. I got blessed. I was watching tons of videos, Chamath Papatia and all these venture capitalists. <laughs> I, I remember him saying though, that it's going to be one of the highest beta investments on earth. And I, and I just took it and I just put a little bit of money and I got blessed to build, have a good run with it. But I remember along the way, dude, there was just all these crypto enthusiasts and Bitcoin this. And right now you oh, start mining seeing on, everything. Huh? Yeah. You're starting to see it now on YouTube and all these Instagram ads and things like that. The, for these guys are selling courses on this, the masterminds. And Hey, I believe in mentorship. I believe in finding the right people around you. hundred percent. Creating your own, you know, uh, circle of influence and love and, it. 
but a lot tribe of, you of can tribe of mentors, tribe yeah. of mentors, right? Right. A lot of it is just grind. It's not like you have to pay for a course. It's like you put in the grind and you can become friends with these people. You give to them and they can give back to you. Yeah. It maybe makes sense for you to pay for something, but a lot of these people are like 17 selling a course. You know, like what's, like, what's their proof? What's their, what's their experience, right? Like there's none. A lot of them like, don't know how to, they've never done it themselves. But they're learning a course to, to learn about how to sell courses. Like what yes. is that shit? They've, they've, they've built a business selling courses that they've never actually done the business. Ah, oh, it's the worst. So it's they sell a spades, social media management spades, business right? and they never, they've never made, uh, you know, managed the social media clients, but they can give, I can tell you right now, bl the blueprint to social. It's real easy. Go out and talk to customers, figure out where they're having issues and manage their social. It starts with listening. Yeah. Oh, dude. And so people, I think people like to talk versus listen digitally, socially, like fucking listen, listen to your yes. customers, people. Yes. People, Cause I think the problem is, man, I love your viewpoint in this. Like, like they see people in front of their G fives and their sports cars and everything. Right. And they think that's the life that they want. And they try to take the easy way. And I think that's a terrible thing going on in society oh, right now. Is. And they're missing the hear... work and the process and doing it the right yes. way and establishing yourself. And it's yes. fucking bullshit. And they're going to burn out and the house of cards is going to fall. Oh yeah. And also in real estate is another one. I've been seeing this a lot in oh, dude. It is insane. I had a few buddies. I had a couple of great guests on the show, but then like their courses that they're selling are like 10 grand. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay. 10 grand. Okay. If you really, if you really want to be a real estate investor in this industry, which is, it was a spe specific kind, go get it. But if you're trying to make side income, don't pay 10 grand, take the 10 grand and put it in land this is what just land deals they're buying land they can land in the middle of arizona or where the hell the butt fuck of egypt basically <laughs> but you own this piece of land and for 100 bucks right. a square foot or whatever it is no one wants to live there but maybe you'll be able to find a buyer and resell it blah 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 and there's people that do this right. as a full-time hustle it's come on this let me tell you this their main hustle is this the course because that gives them the income what do they do with the income do they put it into other courses? Hell no. no they put it into land. Fucking, you kidding yeah, no me? Shit. They put it into their land deals. Who's paying for these courses? Oh, people do. It's insane, dude. I, I need a course. Adam, I could not freaking believe it. I was what should I shocked. Sell? I should do because, right, because honestly, these millennial kids think that, oh, oh, I can't get it faster. I'm like, dude, I told my one of my team members, I said, you got to be crazy. You don't got 10 grand to throw on this course. What in the hell are you doing? If I have the 10 grand, I freaking have the 10 G's right now in my bank. I'll write a damn check. I'm not paying 10 grand. I'll go on YouTube for fucking an hour every day for a year, learn that shit and sell yep. my own course to myself. Yep. I don't need to sell it to anyone else. For I'll free. just how to do that shit by hustling every day or every week or every, I always say every single dream can happen within one hour a week. So yeah. it's like spend 52 like hours. Spend one hour learning land deals. Go on YouTube. Yeah, self-educate. So yeah, self-educate for one hour and then see what happens after a year. Mm. It has cost you nothing but your time. I know. That's but crazy. when you're a millennial with no freaking job and you're going to put 10 grand on a credit card, what in the <laughs> F are you doing? Uh, it's like, and you're also going to be a programmer and a social media and this and also run recent real estate deals. So Don't forget yoga teacher. Right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a spin cycle, uh, spin cyclist too, actually as well over at the, the local spin school. <laughs> it's great. Here. So Travis, let's, let's bring this home, man. Right. And these are a yes, bunch sir. of questions I love to ask. Well, actually, let me take a step back there for a minute. Tell us yes, a little sir. bit about your podcast. Tell us what the mission is. Oh yeah. Is. The Be Real Show, man. You have. Absolutely. It, it started because my business is social media. So it started interviewing people that I Makes admired sense. in social media, right? Like getting these influencers on, learning about them. And it really has pivoted over time, probably like yours has too, to talk about entrepreneurship, business. I have all different people and mostly business, 
but a lot of it is talking about their personal lives. I get into their mindset. I get into the books that they're reading, the things that they do, the habits that they have. Uh, I started the show, Adam, as a fun project, dude. I thought, yeah, me too. man, I could interview this person if I had a show and it's like, wow. And now you've interviewed this person. I've had a few of my guests on twice, you know? So but pause on that for a second there. And that's an interesting point. I was having this conversation with a buddy. The podcasting is an yes. amazing biz dev tool, right? Cause oh, yes. you'll reach out to somebody for a business opportunity and they won't even give you the set, you know, the time of day, but you invite them to come on your show. You just spent a fucking hour with them talking about them, talking about yes. their business. And now you have this relationship with them. You could reach out and you can oh, you, fucking sell ice to an S. Dude, you hit it on the head, Adam. I didn't create it for that reason, but you hit it on the head. If you are in any business right now and you want to find a way to grow your business, this is all you got to do. Interview your prospects. Yep, smart. Hey, my name's Travis Huff. I'd love to have you on the show. I've even done it a few times and we'll still do it. You know, hey, get this agency head because we work with a lot of agencies that white label us, you know? Yeah. So, hey, get, try to get this agency person on. Talk about them. Don't, do, don't sell anything. Don't ask for anything bring it up here and there what we do but that's it don't don't pitch them or anything and then see what happens and then also like you said they're talking about them so you've built this relationship i love it it's unlike so the true. phone so unlike calling sales emails social media even the personality like the connection we have on the show already yeah. like i'm in for adam what yeah and, you, and, and like, you're learning I'm about in. their business you're learning yes. like, it's firsthand knowledge man dude all right like we're on the same page here i love this shit we're gonna continue even though you're a cowboy cowgirls fan <laughs> um i'm a giant we'll see what happens yeah we gotta get that battle going yeah well, well, i mean your team this next year Who's gonna i be? guarantee you my team is gonna be shittier we'll we I don't have a know, reverse dude. battle it's gonna be a shitty team so let, let's let's bring it home here right like i have a few sure. questions that i'd love to ask every guest i'd love to get the perspective on it Travis, what is the greatest piece of advice you've ever received that you take action on daily? Oh yeah. Well, that I take action on daily. Well, I think as my father, you know, there's so many different pieces of advice you get over time, but I think my dad is one. And that was, is this don't spend more than you make. It sounds so above your means, so yeah. easy, but my dad is one of those people that I've looked at and seen his momentum or snowball. You, you talk about the Warren uh, Buffett effect, if you want to call it, and seen his snowball just like, and he stays the same, even with more and more money. He still drives more us in Cadillac. Yeah. He, he's still, he's still, you know, he's, he's, he moved up a little better in, in the Cadillac yeah. ranch as far as my pops, you know, but, but Warren Buffett Warren Buffett's still, no, I know. He, dude, he's, he's impressive because he's still got the same damn house. It's like 280,000. I've actually been there. Uh, yeah, we went to the Berkshire Hathaway meeting. Yes, absolutely. Uh, my father's connected to uh, Charlie Munger's family as well as uh, one of his top clients um, was really good friends. His dad was a uh, her dad was a professor to Warren Buffett. Warren came to her and her, her dad because she was young at the time. Right. She's old. She's gone and passed now. But her dad and he got Berkshire Hathaway B shares for forty dollars or something. Oh now three hundred thousand dollars per share, forty bucks. Lots of shares. Let's just put it this way. They're giving away like $300 million to a school. So they're well connected to the Berkshire Hathaway story, success, et cetera. And my dad's got a lot of opportunities to get, you know, have lunch with Warren and things like that. But the point is, I'll tell you, is I've seen his snowball just increase, but this, he keeps the same mentality. He goes to the grocery store. He finds the deals at the grocery store. He's not the guy that should be getting the deals. He could be paying full price for everything. He has the fun of that. And so I think I kind of found that too. You know, like I f have fun finding the deals, like finding it. the value. Even though you have more money, success, influence, whatever, you still find the value in everything. Everything. Think, of, think about why rich people get rich. Oh, yeah. Conscious of their money, right? Like it's Absolutely. So it's it, it, it's crazy, man. So what would you say to date is your greatest professional accomplishment? 
professional. Dang, that's hard, man. Well, I'm not like one to give myself a ton of accolades, but I will say this being in, after being in business for 10 years, I will say that is my greatest accomplishment because I've had a variety of different other businesses along the way in college. Oh, even, even after or, or during real time, I had other little things I was working on, but real time was the one that stuck and real time was the one that has continually stuck. And at the end of the day, folks, if you can run a business for 10 years, you're doing something right because most likely you're going to be in business for longer. You know, the average business goes yep. out of business in two years or so, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you, as you know, Adam, right now, dude, big businesses go out of business. Like we've seen. Yeah, I see it in my world. Advertising, these behemoths of advertising, J. Walter Thompson's like, they're going down. Yes. Yes. Crazy. Especially in the agency business. Oh, it's a hard business. It's changed. It is a hundred, a hundred percent, man. What's your superpower? What do you do better than anyone in this world that makes you who you are? My superpower. I would say positivity. Mm. I say that I always look at things in a positive light. I was at the grocery store this morning. The lady asked me, Hey, how's your morning? I said, my morning is wonderful. She said, wonderful. Wow. And she was just taken away by it. I said that, you know, I have my daughter here. Most people could be overwhelmed. They say this sucks, whatever. I said, shoot, I got a chance to go to the morning uh, gym this morning, 5am. I got to come home hang out with my daughter. We're hanging out. I said, I got a podcast coming up. I'm going to be rocking out after that. I got a, a, more meetings this afternoon, workflow. I said, there's nothing more to be happy about, especially I tell her this, business. and this is something for every business owner, everybody. When you are a business owner, you got to think about every day is Friday. Every day, because in, in, the, in the typical Monday to the Friday jobs, what do you think everyone's looking forward to? Friday. Hey, it's Friday. We made it. We made it through the week. Oh, hey, let's go. When you're an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner and everything's on you, every day needs to be Friday in your mind because otherwise you're going to get too stressed out. Think of it that way. Just rem remind yeah, yourself, put yourself in that mindset because it's all on you. You are in control of that. And when you're having those down days, you got to tell yourself, hey man, turn on some fun music. I, music always changes my mindset. I don't yeah, know about you, Adam, but absolutely. put on some music you like and just like, or a podcast or a book or something and just realize like, it's all good. Like, yeah, it's all, nothing's, nothing's going to happen today. If it doesn't work out, like you'll get your goals done Saturday. You'll get Sunday. it done. You'll get it done, man. So, so we, we throw around this concept of legacy, man, right? Like, oh, yeah. but you know, and it changes in your life, right? From your, your twenties when you don't even know what the fuck it means. You're not even thinking about it, <laughs> building a business, you get married and then, and then kids start to come into play. Right. Right. So what is that word legacy? What, is, what legacy do you want to leave behind? How do you want to be I, remembered, Travis? I want to be a, an amazing father. Number one. I'm making my life around my, my daughter. My whole life I hear you. is dedicated to her, my wife, my friends, my family. I want to be a good person that people love, that people that know that I love them. And, you know, I don't have anything real crazy beyond that. You know, I want people to know that music can get you out of hard places and smile at people that freaking are frowning at you and open the door for someone that's an asshole. You know, surprise the people that you think are assholes. A lot of times you'll find they just got a grumpy look on their face. That's just who they are. They'll be, you'll be shocked. I do it sometimes at the gym. I'll just be like, oh, I'll help someone out or open the door for them. And you think that person's going to be an asshole because it's like kind of how they look. You know, they got that grumpy look on their face. Right. They look like they're the dude that wants to just snap on you. And you'll be surprised a lot of times. I always say open the door for an asshole because sometimes you just are shocked by it. You do something good for them and then they're like, they're from every time you see them at the gym, they're like, what's up? Because they remember that you opened the door for them. Yeah. You could have just shut it and just walked by. Yeah. You could have acted like the tough guy too. 
And you said, hey, I'm humbling myself to open the door for you because you're more important than me for this one second. And like, if you do that every day, it puts you into this just mindset of like, like, it's okay, man. You don't gotta be first in everything. You don't gotta be the, you know, racing the car the fastest. There's always gonna be some dickhead racing faster than you. Right. Like, life is, it's okay to like, let people pass you up. And like, it's, and you know what? They're shocked by the fact that you pass, let them pass up. Like when you let someone pass you up in a car, they're shocked by that. Cause they think you want to race them, but no shit, go ahead, bro. Fire it up. Like, and it's no worries. And the same thing with open the door and then they're taken back by that. So I always find that like, just try to do those little things. And that's why I hope life, my life will represent. You know? Yeah, man. No, that's, that's fucking great, man. And I, I love my, my daughter, Nina, and my son, Ali. I mean, those are my North stars. And I absolutely love that you, you're, you're a musician, you make music and you, you titled your latest album, Little Layla, right? Oh yeah. And that's, and Little that's Layla, a, baby. And like, Incredible. I love that you dedicated it to, to your daughter there. What do you look to for gratitude? What do you look to to pull yourself up? I mean, I think I just answered it and you answered it too, but Travis sure. Huff, what is your North Star? My North Star is my family right now. You know, at the end of the day, I was, I, I was married before and it didn't work out because I was too young and the expectations of a family, things change. And when that person doesn't have the same expectations as you, I'm thinking. Thank God things didn't work out. And I'm just so grateful for that because at the end of the day, I could be in a whole different world, let alone we talked about with my body. If I had just been taking on life, I had been trying to make a marriage work that it wasn't going to work. You know, I was 25 years old and it was just not working. And if, if someone doesn't want a family, then they're going to want a family, right? So when I found, when I found the, the love of my life, my wife, and I realized that she wants a family someday, I'll wait. I'll be patient. She's a hustler. She wants to work hard. She's got a doctorate. And then now I have my daughter that like, it's so humbling having a daughter as a man, right, Adam? It's just, Love it. it humbles you, man. And so <laughs> being saying, in oh. that space of being humbled is great because sometimes you get above your skis, you get boisterous. Shit, I've been on the stage, hundreds of people, thousands of people looking at me, killing it, you know, shows, having fun, all that. But then being just like a dad, walking through the grocery store with your daughter, that'll hump you. And if, yeah. it's, if, you, if you let it get in your head, you can start down the wrong path. And so I think being positive about everything that happens around family at this point in my life is where I'm at, you know, and just staying focused. Like even during those tough times when you're wiping a big old diaper buns. <laughs> Shit is real. Shit is real, folks. Let's just get. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Travis Huff. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you, man. And thank you for what you're doing for your guests. I see you and your show growing. I love your interview style. I love that you've done a lot of research on your guests. And you know what? I'm all in to help you any way I can, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Travis, where can folks find you? Where can they connect with you? Boom. You can find me anywhere. Travis, too tallin. Huff, anywhere you can find me. Travis Huff, LinkedIn. Too tallin is anywhere like on Instagram, uh, Twitter, et cetera. And also, we have an offer for your, your guests, if you'd like, uh, for, the, for the show. Uh, hey, we, gotta, we got something right just for you right now. And this is just for our guests. This is not going to be just for anybody. We want to make sure that this is a value, okay? Yes. This is not us getting Drop your credit it. card or emails, et cetera. It's, hey, you want a free audit? We're going to audit your social media for the next 30 days. We're going to take a look at who's talking about you and what are they saying about you. And we're going to give you this report for free and let you run with it. See what happens. We found that some of the best successes happen when we just give something. So go to realtimeoutsource.com slash be real, realtimeoutsource.com slash be real. 
and get your audit, man. And, and, really and we're going we're gonna to link everybody in that when the episode air. Travis, thanks again for joining Ooh. me. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Continue to build this relationship, find some synergies. We'll certainly connect. And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us on the podcast. We appreciate it. Click, link, subscribe. Remember, do what Travis and I are doing. Take your online, offline. Take care of each other and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.